She's a real woman with a real life. She's someone you can relate to. Dawn Newton. Welcome to the Don Newton Podcast. I am your host, Don Newton. How is your attention span? As you're listening to my podcast, what else are you doing? I'm sure you're not just kicking back, phones turned off, no distractions around you. I highly doubt that's happening. And that's okay. You're probably making a to-do list. Maybe you're thinking about what happened yesterday or what's happening next week. You're probably scrolling on your phone. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. According to my guest, Dr. Amishi Ja, the human brain was built to be distractible. But she says you can train your brain to pay attention more effectively. Now, Dr. Amishi Ja, she is an acclaimed neuroscientist. She is a professor of psychology and director of contemplative neuroscience at the University of Miami. She has dedicated her life's work to understanding the science of attention at every level, from brain imaging studies in a lab to field testing soldiers, athletes, students, and firefighters. Individuals that have to be focused. I mean, it's a matter of life or death if they aren't. These are individuals that are expected to perform, expected to perform at the highest level. Dr. Jaw's work has been featured at TED, NATO, the World Economic Forum, and the Pentagon. But for you and me, us that sit here and scroll on our phones and make our to-dos list, um, she says we can still, we can harness our attention as well. In her book, Peak Mind, Dr. Jaw says we can find our focus, own our attention, and we can do this in just 12 minutes a day. Dr. Misha Ja, you're here to talk about your book, Peak Mind. What a great topic, talking about harnessing your attention, mindfulness, science behind it. You are a neuroscientist. This is what you have been doing. Your, your entire life's work has been this. And we talk about trying to harness our brain, paying better attention to our attention. Thank you for joining us today. Great to be here. Tell us about the book. How did this get started for you? You know, I spent a long time, as you said, I'm a brain scientist, and a long time uh, studying how attention works powerful brain system that allows us to focus when we want to, to broaden and be alert to what's happening in the moment, to remember our goals and make sure our behavior aligns with our goals. These are complex functions. The brain does them. We, we use them literally in every single thing we do. But still we realize that attention is actually fragile and can fall apart pretty easily. So, you know, what are the things that make it fall apart? Things like stress and threats and even negative mood. So I got really interested in figuring out ways we might be able to train the brain to pay better attention and almost make it sort of stress-proof, uh, which led me on quite a journey, which ended up in a surprising place that it ended up that something called mindfulness meditation training tends to be one of the only things that we find reliably strengthens attention. It was an ancient solution to almost a modern problem. And your test subjects, the people that you have worked with, I mean, we're talking field testing soldiers, athletes, students, firefighters, people in education, people that are really in high stress, need to pay attention in the moment, decision-making, um, that can be life-altering if they aren't paying attention. You know, that's absolutely right. For all of us, we want to be able to pay, pay better attention. But for some professions, professions, it's life or death. It's consequential. You'd never want a critical care nurse to lapse in his or her attention or, or a surgeon or, you know, a first responder. You want them to be at the top of their game, and they have to do that in the circumstances that are most likely to deplete and degrade attention. Like I said, threatening, volatile, uncertain circumstances. 
So that's what we wanted to put it to a strong test. If these tools are helpful, can it help even the most stressful and demanding professions? And the answer was yes. But the thing about these professions is that they're also very time pressured. So we needed to find sort of a minimum effective dose. What's the least amount of time we can take daily and still find that they can benefit? So what we came to is sort of a suite of practices, kind of like a workout routine you might do you know, for the body, but now we do it for the mind, 12 minutes a day over about four weeks, and we started seeing beneficial effects that actually protected and in some sense, some sense even strengthened attention for these consequential groups. And the science behind mindful meditation, talk about that too, because that's something that, you know, we hear from, I don't know, we want to say yoga or chakras or crystals or tarot, you know, there's that side of it where people kind of question what that really means. But um, you can define this (laughs) really well. Well, right. And I would say, you know, I have to be honest with you. I was actually a skeptic myself. You know, I'm, I'm Indian. I come from an Indian background. Meditation is something I certainly heard about. But as a Western-trained scientist, I was pretty skeptical. Like, okay, these things have been around for thousands of years, but do they actually work? And, you know, do I need any particular belief system or worldview to benefit? But with something like mindfulness, where the, the intention is to show up in the present moment, to have your attention be in the here and the now, without a story about it, without reactivity. Well, if we can train for that, maybe we could see brain changes that suggest paying attention right now can help us. And that's what we found. You know, what we want is evidence. And so just like we go to the gym every day and we work out, we might want to see our bodies looking and behaving more physically fit. What about the brain? And with modern neuroscience, we can actually put people in the brain scanner, have them do these practices for a couple of weeks, have them come back again. And we see that their brain function is better. Their attention is better. And the brain circuits that support attention look stronger and healthier. So that gives us a lot of confidence that these ancient tools, when put to the test with modern technology, are finding that it actually does help. And it's not really regarding, you know, if you want to make it a spiritual journey, feel free to do that. But what I'm talking about in my own lab is is brain training and using simple exercises that really allow us to focus, notice when we're distracted, and then bring ourselves back to the present moment over and over again, just like a push-up does for our body. How do we know if we need this training. We need to work on our brain. You know, I mean, I think that's everybody up to everybody, but most people that I talk to these days, including me, would say, you know, of course I want to pay attention better. It feels like my attention is getting fractured and pulled in a thousand directions. And that's the thing. Our brain, in some sense, was built for distractibility. It, it was part of our survival advantage that we didn't get hyper-focused and forget that there's rustling behind us. Maybe it's a predator or there's a storm coming. You know, being focused on one thing, but then being able to notice other things is very, very useful. But oftentimes what happens is our attention gets pulled away. So I would ask everybody to just ask themselves, would you want to be able to pay better attention? And if the answer is yes, we can now practice with the tools I've offered in in my book, Peak Mind, uh, how to do that in the most time efficient way that we've been able to find is beneficial. Well, I think the one thing that we, or a couple things that we can all relate to is the constant buzz of your phone. Wait, is it lighting up? Do you get a like? Do you have a text? Is there something going there? I mean, we can see it at restaurants with families when everybody has their head down on their phone and not looking up and having a conversation while they're having a meal together. Social media, I'm sure during the, the tenure of your work, you've seen that pendulum swing or maybe it's gotten worse or I'm not sure how to describe that 
as social media and those types of things have entered into our into our lives now? Well, you know, here's the kind of interesting thing. You'd think so. You'd think with all of our modern challenges, maybe our attention spans are shrinking. But the reality is, no, our attention is just as strong and healthily functioning as it ever was. But it's functioning so well that a lot of technology companies and social media companies have figured out how to harness it so that we are pulled away. If you think of our attention as a flashlight, again, you can point it and direct it as you will, but that flashlight can also get pulled. And it gets pulled by things that are fearful, fear-inducing, threatening, self-related, interesting. You know, all these things that we know social media will get us on um, are exactly our attention functioning as it will. So the solution is not to break up with our phone. The solution is actually to train our own mind to pay attention so that we know where our attention is. It's almost a strange thing to say, but we're training our mind to pay better attention to our attention, to understand that moment by moment, the flashlight of attention can get yanked around, but we can train it to show up better in the moment. Is it true, because we've heard this so many times, that we only use 10% of our brain? <laughs> no, it's not true. You know, Morgan Freeman, wonderful actor, said this in a movie, and then, and then um, Bradley Cooper said maybe we use 20% of our, our brain in a different movie. Don't get your neuroscience advice from Hollywood. They're great actors, but think of it as entertainment. We use 100% of our brain capacity, and in fact, we actually pay attention all of the time. It's just what we are paying attention to may not be the right thing for the goals that we have in the moment. And that's why we have to train our mind or train our brain to be more aware of where our attention has moved on to when it shouldn't potentially be there uh, if it doesn't serve our goals and our wishes. Now, in your book, Peak Mind, we just need to invest 12 minutes a day. How quickly do we see results? Well, we saw results in as little as four weeks. And this is for groups like special operators, firefighters, military spouses, teachers, students. So many groups that experience a lot of stress and challenge, even they, with 12 to 15 minutes a day, three to five days a week, was enough of a workout for us to start seeing beneficial effects. Their stress levels went down, and often, in many cases, their mood got better. And more importantly, for, for my purposes as an attention researcher, their attention got stronger and was better able to do what they wanted it to do. And Dr. Jha, who is this book for? You know, this book really is for all of us. I don't think there's anybody that would say that they don't need their attention a little bit improved. So I wanted to make it accessible and easy for anybody to use and benefit. Where can we learn more about you and your work? Right. The book is called Peak Mind, as you mentioned, and you can learn more about the book and me and my lab's research at amishi.com, A-M-I-S-H-I is my first name. Well, again, I appreciate this time and this work. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks for listening to the Don Newton Podcast. And a special thank you to my guest, Dr. Amishi Jha, joining us today to talk about her book, Peak Mind. Find your focus, own your attention, and only invest 12 minutes a day. You know, if you want to declutter that brain and you want to stay focused and not feel so overwhelmed, Peak Mind is going to provide you the tools to do all of that. For more information about Dr. Jha and her work, you can visit amishi.com. And be sure and visit my website, DonNewton.org. The Don Newton Podcast is written, produced, and hosted by Don Newton. Complicated.